Inside the Healing Room with Evangeline Hemrick. Hello, my friends. I am so excited to have my friend and fellow massage therapist and esthetician, Gregory Cartwright, on the show today. He has been doing the kind of work that I do, healing work along with spa treatments for as long as I have, and he currently co-owns Koru Touch Day Spa in Winston-Salem, and it is a gem if you are in the North Carolina area. It is a spa that, to me, outshines five-star resorts, and I'm such a spa junkie, as you guys know, and I've been working on writing a review of my favorite spas in the United States and some even outside of the States, but I tell you what, when I found Greg, I found something so special right in my backyard. And the first time receiving from him, like I get into in the interview with him was like, if I could just give myself a treatment, (laughs) like to that level of intention and presence that I like to have when I get a spa treatment myself. And he's just so interesting and inspiring. So I wanted to share him with you. Um, He's originally from Los Angeles but he's called much of the world home, and he's definitely an international citizen, as he calls himself. He's been an esthetician and massage therapist for over 20 years. His practice is truly a work of art, combining holistic skincare and integrative massage therapy. He has trained extensively with the brightest luminaries and educators in holistic skincare, body work, and healing therapies all around the world. His practice as a holistic esthetician came into the clearest vision when he was introduced to the Laurel Whole Plant Organics line in 2017. I love the products. I think they are so special and high vibration. It's an organic product line like an apothecary of food for the skin. Greg offers farm-to-face treatments that reveal a moment of clarity for the body, mind, and soul. And as far back as 2012, Greg has been working and practicing with Osea Seaweed Skin Care as well. He received his aromatherapy training at the headquarters of Aromatherapy Associates in London. He studied extensively with Geraldine Howard, founder and aromatherapist to the royal family. He studied at the Aveda Institute in New York, the Swedish Institute for Applied Sciences in New York, Thai massage training in China a graduate of the Esalen Institute in Big Sur, California. And I could go on and on. This doesn't even begin to scratch the surface of what Greg does. You can check him out at his website, K-O-R-U-T-O-U-C-H, korutouch.com for more information. But he just shares such a unique perspective for therapists, healers, spa professionals, estheticians that I really wanted to share the unique quality and the gift that he brings to his work. And also a little bit about his own healing journey and his experiences along the way. Please welcome to the show, Gregory Cartwright. I am so excited to be with Gregory Cartwright today, owner of Koru Touch Day Spa in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And welcome to Inside the Healing Room, my dear, dear friend. How are you doing today? 
I'm feeling so grateful. You know, at this moment in our pandemic, I just feel like the higher power has looked out for me and people that I love. And I've obviously done really well in uh, taking the next right step because we're provided for and we're healthy and um, we all love our little dogs and cats. (laughs) (laughs) I was just so excited to do this interview and bring you on the show because I found you. You're not far from me and you're a practitioner of healing arts, a holistic healer, esthetician, massage therapist. And I've recently been writing this review of my favorite spas in the United States. And I, I, I'm a spa junkie. That's what I love to do. My husband and I both, we, that's just kind of like our thing that we enjoy doing. And lo and behold, just a few miles down the road from where I live, I find this sanctuary. I find something so unusual in the services that you offer. And we were connected through a dear friend. And I'm so grateful for her. And I just couldn't wait to bring you on inside the healing room, first of all, and have a conversation about how you got to be the healer that you are. Because when I was so privileged to be on your table and to experience the work that you bring, the sum total of your life and your healing story, it was not an ordinary facial. It was not your typical bodywork session. I was like, oh, something is happening here. And I've got to know this person and you intrigued me. And I'm just so excited to share how interesting and amazing you are with my listeners. Thank you for being here. I am totally flattered. You know, when I made it to North Carolina eight years ago, my first biggest fear leaving Manhattan was who am I going to talk to and who's going to understand me? And when you walk through the door of Angeline to my premise, it just reinforced, you know, that the higher power, you know, continues to give so many gifts and, and send our tribe. And I'm just grateful because you're one of the pearls of North Carolina. Thank you. Takes takes one to know one. When I came across your work, and receiving on your table felt like, oh man, if I could, if I could give myself a session, this is what I want. And even though like our, our techniques are different, what I mean by that is the amount of presence, the, the amount of heart-centered intention that you bring to everything you do, it just does not fit in the category of just a beauty treatment or a spa treatment. It is so far beyond that and greater than that, that I wanted to know what is your healing story and how did you get to this place where you hold space in such a sacred way? Well, um, I am sitting here jotting down a few thoughts so I don't lose my train, but um, rather than go into this huge diary, I'll share with you that when I was born, my dad had just begun to practice as a veterinarian. So um, my brothers were two years older than I. They were twins. And then there was myself. So at two in the morning at times, because he needed money for his family, at 
three and four years of age, I'd be pulled out of bed with my twin brothers who were two years older. So if I was four, they were six. We would accompany my dad to his veterinarian clinic in the middle of the night to do emergency surgery. And um, I would hold the light or the saline bag. And um, my brothers would, you know, help him with the tools and equipment he needed. And so at a very young age, we're living this life of, of watching living creatures need help. And right away, I knew very quickly uh, I did not want to become a veterinarian. Uh, I worked for my father from the time I was three and four until I was 17. I did it all. You know, the kennels, the front desk, you know, assisting him in surgery. But moving forward from that, my parents divorced and my mom was a North Carolinian and she brought us back here from Los Angeles. And, and one day in our house, out in China Grove in the deep country, uh, we had a little cat named Bunny. And Bunny uh, was all white and hopped like a bunny. And I came home from school one day and he was waiting at the sunroom door for me. And he was very skittish. It was very unusual. He was almost feral. So I looked down and I was only about 11 years old or 12 years old and his paw was missing. Something had cut off his paw. And so right away at 11 and 12, I scooped him up and he allowed me to hold him. He was in so much pain and I helped him and I cleaned the paw and I dressed the wound. So it's kind of funny, but when my mom came home, she uh, got a little disturbed with me about, you know, what I had done for this cat. And she removed my dressing and took him to the vet. And when she returned with the cat, the veterinarian had completely mirrored what I had done. <laughs> and so I didn't say anything and there was no family drama, but I just thought in my mind, that's kind of funny that, you know, my mom had to take the cat to the vet and pay a lot of money to have the same thing done that I had done. The reason why I share these stories is because I knew in my heart I wanted to help living creatures and people. So moving forward, you know, I I had my learning disabilities and challenges. I was not scholastically gifted. And as I was growing up and trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I made a decision to go to the culinary school. And um, having a very difficult father who was highly uh, gifted scholastically and professionally, he was... Uh, very uh, rough on me, so to speak, in studies and in the future because he didn't have dyslexia, and I did. And so when I chose to go to culinary school, I had to audition for him. So uh, I had the whole neighborhood in Los Angeles come to dinner one night, and I made a beef wellington, and it was a three-day process. I did everything, including making the puff pastry. And my very difficult father when the beef wellington was served and the neighborhood was watching at the dinner table, he, I could tell, looked pleased, but when he sliced the first piece off and put it into his mouth, I saw him smile for the first time. And at that moment, I knew I just wanted to make people happy. And so 
I cooked for 10 years professionally and did all aspects of culinary. And in 10 years of a culinary career, you know, in kitchens, they're very long hours. You usually work on the average 12 to 16 hours a day, up to seven days a week. And in kitchens, you know, you work with people with a lot of addiction issues because, you know, after working very long hours, people in kitchens usually are drinking heavily and carrying on. So 10 years into this very difficult career physically, I had an accident in the kitchen and I slipped. So I went to the chiropractor in New York one day. And all of a sudden, when I walked into the chiropractor's office, I saw a sign on the marquee for massage. And all of a sudden, bells and whistles started to go off. And it was like this inner voice told me, you could do that. And not only you could do that, you could make people's lives better. You could get them happiness. You could relieve their pain. And so after 10 years of professionally cooking, I literally enrolled overnight at the Swedish Institute for Massage Therapy on 26th Street in Manhattan. And I never looked back. Wow. Was that the beginning of a huge healing journey of your own? I find that to be the case a lot when we enroll in a bodywork school like that, man, our own personal healing just takes off. Was that the case for you? It was. It, uh, and, you know, it ran very deep because being a gay man and uh, walking through the decades of the AIDS crisis, you know, I had a lot of emotions to work out, such as even survivor's guilt. So when I enrolled in the Swedish Institute and I began to work with people in their clinic and complete my degree. I feel like I was working on my own healing, having seen so many friends pass away. And whenever I've done something momentous in my life, like that first step in the healing art, I always feel like those that have left this world are still with me. And they're experiencing that experience through my eyes. And how I feel that those people are looking down on me, enjoying the new experience with me. So all through massage school for two years, I felt like I was carrying all those loved ones with me. And I was completing things that they would have wanted to complete in their life here on Earth. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I have so many questions. We're going to have to do an, an episode on Scared to Sacred too, and get more into your spiritual journey, because once I, when I helped you with the recording for um, your mentor for her uh, celebration of life, it brought up so many things I want to know more about you when I saw you on MTV and, you know, just all these articles about this incredible journey that you've had. So we're definitely going to have to carve out a sacred space to go deep into, into the spiritual side of, of your journey. But so many questions I have for practitioners who might be listening, maybe people who are starting out. I, I want to give a little background of when I came in for that first session with you. Like I said, I I knew immediately. I was like, wow, this is so different than your typical day spa experience, so to speak, because you sat me down. You you showed me the plants that you would be using. You You served me a tea that was very intentional and therapeutic. You had been preparing seaweed that was going to go on my face. Like it was, it was a ceremony. I can honestly say, like, it felt like you were 
inviting me into a sacred ritual. And what I would love to know from you and share with possibly therapists that are getting started or therapists that are going deeper into their own abilities to to hold space for others is how did you get to the point that you can hold space so well and provide such a sacred experience? How did that happen for you? I guess it goes back to then uh, the father being the veterinarian and, and at a very young age, you know, people would come in with their animals and maybe they were injured. And, you know, I was a tiny child, but I would help them run the front desk and answer phones. And if someone's emotionally distraught over their animal, and I'm an empath, even at a young age, I was always trying my best to give as much comfort as possible and to radiate through verbal communication that um, it was going to be okay. And um, we were all in this together, meaning my dad's the doctor, I'm going to support my father, and then here is our client with their ill animal. So moving forward with that explanation, let's just say at one point, uh, you know, I was the esthetician for Love Prairie at Bergdorf Goodman in New York. And so it, it wasn't a sick animal, but people would come in distraught, you know, and they would talk to me about their skin issues and they'd show me New York Times articles, they had Xerox. So we're not talking about life or death over an animal, but still their emotions ran so high, again, as an empath, I just always approached it that I just wanted to help them turn the corner in their in their issue, whether it was psoriasis or whether they were having immune system issues as a result of, you know, a health challenge. So so I've always wanted to pull out my toolbox and in the spa and the healing arts industry, pull out my seaweed and explain how precious Mother Nature is and what she's provided for us. And to, you know, give people their moment of clarity and realizing that the answers are all around us. We just have to have someone to bring it to the forefront and give a little explanation on how important these things are all around us that we're not aware of. So in a day and age where we're all preoccupied our cell phones, we don't understand that you know, there's locally in North Carolina witch hazel that's growing out in the yard and what it actually is and what it could benefit um, each of us with. Absolutely. And I also feel like each session with you is a teaching experience where you're really empowering the people that you that you work with to understand these plants and understand these components of nature that you're bringing in. And I just want to know if you feel this way too. For me, as much as I love spa treatments, it's very rare <laughs> to come out of a spa feeling like you've been nurtured and allowed to have a connecting spiritual experience along with a beauty treatment, so to speak. Do you find that to be rare too? I do because it's funny we're going through this pandemic crisis and all of our practices will change. But for the most part, the spa equation, I think, in business is volume. 
And um, when you start to look at a destination spa or day spa anywhere and you're trying to apply these business equations, I feel like uh, you're taking out the magic, so to speak, and the free-flowing enthusiasm and love and care maybe that service provider could bring to the table. So um, I agree with you totally, but it'll be interesting to see as we move forward uh, now that we will all be uh, not working on numbers and volume, but quality, not quantity, how the vibration of um, our industry will even change more. And, and to give people the courage and enthusiasm to make their voices louder and what they want to provide rather than following a protocol from a product line. Yes. Big, huge yes to that. And what do you, what advice do you have? Cause you're, first of all, first part of this question, how many years in are you as a practitioner of holistic skincare and body work and massage therapy? That's the first part of my question. How many years have you been doing this? And second part, what have you found that works as far as your self-care practices, scheduling? How do you keep this so precious like how have you how have you created something that is so next level and not the ordinary so i've been practicing for about 22 years since i began my education and uh, the next part of the question is i would have to say you know in the food industry they generally in my first career work you seven days a week coming from new york having been a workaholic in my lifetime especially in the healing arts industry, I've learned the value of having days off. And I've, I've learned the value of trying to create balance because if you don't have days off and you don't have balance, then it's almost as if, again, like in the world of 12 steps, you have an empty glass that you're handing your client. And with that empty glass, there's nothing more to offer. So. I think days off are key. I think taking time for yourself is key. Walks in nature, large turnaround times between clients so you could regroup and ground yourself once again. Rather than, again, what we had discussed, uh, going into this business equation in the spa industry, trying to achieve volume. So... If I do my best job to take care of myself, then I'm going to be able to offer you much more as opposed than to this letting the glass go empty, so to speak. And what do you love the most? Do you have a specific modality or is it skincare or body work? I know that you fuse every single thing together and it's all a healing treatment. But is there one particular modality that is your your love? So obviously, living in New York City for 20 years, New Yorkers are about an immediacy. New Yorkers uh, want to correct their skin with one treatment. They want to correct their bodies with one massage. And they want to uh, take, for instance, massage like Olympic athletes so they could run down Fifth Avenue and work another 18 hours. But as far as modalities, or the process goes, my time at the Esalen Institute in Big Sur, California, really was an awakening because I've always 
working with modalities that support the peripheral nervous system, our ability to rest and digest, I think is far more beneficial than maybe that New Yorker that wants that deep tissue massage or uh, microdermabrasion for immediate correction. So Ethylene is integrative. Ethylene, you know, has so many pearls of modalities. Ethylene is about getting you into your rest and digest so you can, you know, allow the body to self-heal. So Ethylene massage has deeply influenced my 22 years because I apply Ethylene massage within each of my facials and all of my massages are heavily influenced by Ethylene because I feel like that is the candle illuminating, you know, the body to find its way with its several systems that we can influence. All right. And not just to the Esalen Institute, which is E-S-A-L-E-N, correct? So I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes if practitioners are interested and also to your spa. But um, I'll also put in there any other helpful links to the products you love or um, continuing ed that you really have found to be useful as well. And you were um, a spa owner in New York City for how many years? I started my business, Downtime Massage and Skin Care, when I graduated the Swedish Institute in 2000. I worked as a massage therapist and an esthetician heading my own business from 2000 to 2011. Okay. I had five treatment rooms in Hell's Kitchen, and I had 21 employees. Ooh, well, I know things are rapidly changing in our industry, but anything you learned from your time, oh my goodness, running a spa of that level, any mistakes you made or pearls of wisdom that you want to share to someone out there that's running theirs now or starting their wellness business? I think whether it's the collapse of the economy in 2008 or whether it's our current pandemic crisis, you have those outside factors that hugely weigh in on how people want to show up for themselves. But then, you know, the average uh, person could be a single parent. They could be working at Baptist Hospital as a head of their department. And whether it's problems that are brought to the forefront from the universe or whether it's lifestyle, people have very little time for themselves or have made very little time for themselves. So when that client comes to our treatment room or spa setting, I feel from the moment you pour them a glass of water, it is your job to be as present as humanly possible because they have surrendered and they're going to give to us, so to speak, by financially supporting us. And, and in return for that, they hope that they will be given back quality time and an individual who's being totally present. So pour that glass of water with the best of intentions, welcoming them with a smile, hearing them through your initial conversation or intake, and always scanning the room when you begin your session. Scanning the room for me is a story I tell in my mind. 
if I was a geisha, the geisha pours the green tea perfectly. The geisha throws the fan in the air perfectly. The geisha comes in in total silence and doesn't disturb the energy in the room. So as the geisha in the room with my treasured client, I'm scanning the room. Are their feet covered so that they're warm? Are their arms underneath the uh, covers of the bed and are they tucked in comfortably? Do Have I bolstered their joints so they're at ease? So from the moment we pour the glass of water or from the moment we talk to them in an intake, we're 100% present. And communicating doesn't involve constant conversation. Communicating could mean in silence. I'm anticipating what they need next. That is such great advice. I love that. And that's the difference. That's exactly what I was wanting to get to and find out why, you know, why makes going to get a facial or a massage someplace so mechanical and assembly line and you just, you know, you're just one of a number of a day and it feels like just kind of empty, you know, it's to, to the soul fulfilling um, spiritually nourishing feeling that I get in your spa. And I'd love for you to talk more about your spa, your offerings, what you're really excited about offering. I love how you are continually learning and finding the best of the best continuing ed all over the place. Well, currently, I guess I'll, I'll start in the now. I think with our pandemic, all of our Services will change. They'll have to be uh, tailored to meet sanitation requirements. They will have to be tailored to provide clients with their level of comfort and safety they need. Um, so as far as the, the menu goes and how we will groom the business, my partner and I, Ray Pruitt, are discussing time rituals. So time rituals would involve having possibly three spots in the day, maximum. Time rituals could be booked at 90 minutes, two hours, or three hours. And the client, since we're an online-based business, would book online through our booking software, choose their appropriate time ritual that they wish for, and indicate in the notes what their chief complaint would be or their desires to fulfill the time. So rather than typically having a spa menu where people are, you know, booking services all la carte, whether it's a eyebrow shape or a facial, I feel that moving forward with time rituals will take the pressure off of clients and myself to just allow the magic to happen when they walk into the room. Yeah. And let it be intuitive. Let it be what it needs to be in that moment. I am so excited to get that myself. I want to get on the books. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And um, as far as education or products, you know, we represent Laurel Whole Plant Organics. Uh, Laurel was a sommelier turned herbalist who resolved she and her young husband's health issues through her study of nature. So she has a beautiful organic skincare line, which is basically food for the skin. It's an apothecary. Um, it's not testimonial. It's not labels on bottles for anti-aging. It's medicine. So Laurel Whole Plant Organics 
has been a wonderful experience because she not only provides as account holders a community of other holistic estheticians that we network and study with, but uh, she also is doing more than just taking you through product sheets with ingredients. Um, she's training everyone to look at skincare integratively to understand that many disharmonies in skin start in the liver. So we begin to support clients with their skin in a more broader sense because we're looking at the systems of the body, the endocrine system, chi, circulatory, and um, it goes on and on and on. So we're looking at you as a whole to see how we could resolve your cheek complaints by supporting you in other ways. And so as a product range goes, that's um, epic. I mean, uh, product lines usually allow you to open an account with a large opening order being purchased. They may educate you at best for one or two days, and then you're on your own. But uh, with Laurel Whole Plant Organic, Organic, it's been a huge ongoing relationship um, where she supports her service providers and ambassadors like ourselves. And and in return, if there's a retreat, we're there. If there's learning on Zoom, we're there. So it's really brother-sister relationships, um, which is spectacular for product lines in the industry. You just make me excited because of your passion for your own learning. And one thing that I really love about you and respect about you as a healer is you are really holding that example and lifting the people that you work with, lifting them up to be their own healers through knowledge and education and awareness. That's extremely exciting to me. You know, I, I'm sure you could identify Evangeline, but after 22 years in the industry, we've all worked ourselves into being overly tired or feeling a little depleted. And I'm, I've always felt that extended education, whether it's required or not, or not uh, extended education reignites the passion and um, reminds us why we choose to do what we do for a living. Absolutely. I, I agree 100%. And finding good practitioners as a holistic healer is so essential. It's so vital for, for me to have the privilege and honor to receive from someone who really knows how to how to hold that space for me, that's vital to my career. You know, it's kind of like uh, very personally, uh, being a, a sober man of almost 20 years, again, I've discovered the joy that's changed my life. And whether it's products or treatment, every person that walks through the room, I want to share in the joy that's changed my life. And so, again, whether it's the product or whether it's the treatment, if it's worked for me, I want to share it with you because if I could improve your day, then I've done my job. So many things. So many things. I'm going to have to bring you back on the show like a million times for all the things. I always say with people I love to be continued forever because I will, I will never get done talking to you because we could go so many different directions. So I want to say, what I really want to bring you back on for is more of more of your healing journey, 
more of what you've learned about how to heal yourself. But what else would you like to share? I mean, with anyone out there, like if they're learning how to be their own best healer and they want to take better care of themselves or they want to hold that sacred space for someone else, what, anything else that you want to share at this point that I hope will spark the the listeners to want to hear more from you? I've always looked at whether it's cooking for a living or massaging, I've looked at those skills as if I was bilingual. So I would travel the world in my life and I would work abroad to be able to afford to travel the world. And whether it was cooking or massaging, it was almost as if I spoke another language. And even if I didn't speak their language, by providing those services, it was a passport to the globe. So we are in a time now where travel is going to change very quickly. And maybe we won't have the luxury to travel the world and to learn the way we once did by physically actually being there and having arrived. But since working from abroad or or working from long distance through Zoom or or through Skype is is so uh, major at this day and time, those experiences never have to change for me or anyone else. I would say to the practitioner, throw the net wide, find the experts wherever they are in New Zealand or England or America, and reach out and know that if you physically can't show up to learn for those individuals, if there's online uh, presence or if there's online classes through Zoom or Skype, we must strike while the poker's hot because that's how we're going to reach out and get the gemstones. Oh, I love that. And it's so true. You're right. We can still access all of the knowledge and healing wisdom that's out there. I love that. Thank you. So I don't think any one of us should have to settle for fulfilling CE hours through a community college. I'm not putting that down, but there's a bigger picture. And I think we should all try and strive to throw the net wide because there are other beings out there with huge talents that are available for us to all learn by. Yes. And I keep saying when our clients are able to come back to us and people are looking for ways to take care of themselves, possibly in a greater way, possibly in a deeper way from some of the benefits that have come from this challenging time, we will be ready because we are taking care of ourselves, learning and fortifying ourselves for sure. Would you tell people how they can find you if they want to connect with you? Where are you out there? We are a internet-based business, and the website is www.corutouch.com, K-O-R-U. T-O-U-C-H.com. You could feel free to email me anytime, Gregory, G-R-E-G-O-R-Y at CoreyTouch.com. All scheduling is done through the website. When there are so much robocalls going on uh, these days, um, unfortunately, we don't answer the phone because it's my partner and I, we have no secretaries or assistants. So reaching out by email uh, is Truly the best. However, you could find us on Facebook 
and we're very active on Facebook and we always get back to people as quickly as possible. I am really excited for people to check out the very unique offering that you have. And I thank you so much for doing the work that you've done so that you can shine such a bright light in our industry and teach a better way, a sustainable way of being in this business and thriving. So thank you so much, Gregory. Aloha. (laughs) Aloha to you to be continued.